friends and welcome back to another episode of Coffee with Shay or Shy, however you pronounce it. But I am your girl. I am your bestie, your TikTok queen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am Shy and welcome to my corner of the internet and i say that because i am so appreciative of everyone who has joined me on this journey of figuring out podcasting and what i am passionate about and creating content and everyone who supports me i just cannot give enough praise to those who support me and love me especially as i am just figuring life out and I just thank everyone for being in my corner of the internet and supporting me and loving me and appreciating me. Uh, Even if you're here because you're a hater, uh, I still appreciate you boosting my views and my profile and my podcast because that's exactly what you're doing when you view my stuff (laughs) and you hate me. (laughs) Uh, You're just boosting stuff and I don't think... I don't think haters know that, you know, like when you're like viewing people's profile and you're like viewing their posts all the time and you're like wa- like listening to their podcast, watching their videos, whatever you're doing um, that's related to that other person, you're just boosting them more uh, and like if you don't want to see that person anymore, you should probably like stop stalking them because you can stop boosting them. Anyways, that's my little rant. Uh, I'm still so appreciative and supportive of everyone who supports me and loves me on this journey uh, of life because as a 24-year-old, almost 25-year-old, navigating life has been very challenging in your 20s, uh, especially being a four-year-old adult because that's what we're going to call me as a four-year-old adult. I've only been adulting for four years now. Uh, And I don't even count like 18 to 20 because that was not adulting at all. I was off on my own, but adulting, not necessarily. So anyways, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited that you're here, and I have another exciting episode where we are going to be talking about learning self-acceptance and body neutrality, and this is a topic that I find near and dear to my heart as I looked at myself in the mirror last summer and I was like, you got to get your shit together, and I followed a whole bunch of inspirational people and I was working from home, so I had more time and flexibility to be able to work on myself, and that was really the first time I was able to like spend intentional time working on myself and doing things that made me happy because I had the time to do it because I was working from home and I had genuine flexibility in my position that I was in. And now I work from home, so I do have genuine flexibility and adaptability and all that stuff now again, so I'm really, really appreciative of that. And um, I'm just really grateful for this, but I really like looked at myself and I was like, you really like gotta get your shit together. Like you are self-hatred, self-deprecating, Um, you're being really mean to yourself all the time, you're being basically a bitch to everyone around you, and you gotta, like, get your shit together. And that was around the time that I heard about, like, hot girl walks, um, affirmations, things like that, and really, like, spirituality kind of things, and so that's when I 
you know, was really like, let's turn this around. And I did. And so we're going to really talk about that. And this kind of like runs into like my other podcast where like I just recently talked about like mindset shift and like having a mindset shift. And this is similar to it, but it's like learning self-acceptance and body neutrality. And the reason I'd say body neutrality is because like you don't have to like be in love with your body. Like, that's not what I'm asking for. I'm not asking for you to go from one day of being like, I hate my body. My body is the worst on this planet. Like, you know, and and you're calling yourself really mean names to like neutrality of like, this is my, this is my vessel. This is my body. This is, you know, what I'm supposed to be taking care of. I'm supposed to be healthy and loving myself. Not even really necessarily loving myself, but accepting myself for as I am, Um, and so that's the topic today, but let's get into some like updates and some other things like that and, uh, just kind of get into that. So an update on my life is I still work from home. I am on like my first month of working from home and it's been really, really good. Uh, I will say like the only thing that I genuinely miss is like the workplace tea, because uh, you don't really have, like, work tea, and, like, you can't really build relationships. Like, you can build relationships, but it's a different type of relationship with the people that you work with, and I haven't had a whole lot of time with my team to build, like, relationships with them, and I'm, I'm sure that I will, and I, and I love my team already. Like, they're seriously so cool, super nice, and I have a really great supervisor, and so I've been building, like, you know, myself and, and since I work in education and really working on like, um, you know, building up my career because I want to have a long lasting career with where I'm at. And I actually want to make a a full on career out of this because I genuinely do like the company that I'm at and who I'm working for. So gonna make sure that I do that and like I'm building a career, uh, with them. So, that's been going really good. Um, Coffee of the day, coffee of like the week, coffee I've been drinking here lately has been two shots from my Nespresso. So, I usually like to do the blonde Nespresso shots, but I also know that I don't always have the blonde Nespresso shots. So, I just do like two shots of espresso. I pour it over like uh, a little bit of creamer and ice, and it's basically like a brown sugar shaken espresso, except it's not shaken. Uh, but I do use brown sugar creamer here lately, and that has been really good. I love brown sugar creamer. I know that people are going to be really mad at me because it's an espresso with a creamer. Why would you do espresso and creamer? Why would you do espresso creamer or espresso milk and syrup? But I do espresso creamer and that's it <laughs> sometimes I do do I have oat milk that I need to use so I should probably get some syrup for that when my creamer goes runs out I'll probably get syrup for that but the syrup doesn't really last as long so that's why I like to do the creamer because it lasts a lot longer it lasts around like a week to two weeks for me just depending on like if I decide to have like a 3 p.m coffee because that's something that my partner and I love to do but like when I work from home when I worked from home we would do 3 p.m coffee and now I work from home so now we do 3 p.m coffee with each other uh, just because my partner is really focusing on like school right now. So he is around a lot more because he's working on school. But, um, so that's what I've been drinking. Other life updates, there's not really a lot, but the last episode did really good. 
Uh, I know that you all really enjoyed having Katie on the podcast. I enjoyed having Katie on the podcast. I'm actually going to invite Katie uh, in the next couple months to do a round two for this just because it was so well received and her and I vibed really well and she was just the sweetest person. So I enjoyed uh, meeting Katie and getting to know Katie a little bit more and building that relationship with Katie. I met Katie on TikTok. was surprised that she was really gonna follow me back. She had a lot of followers and she still does. And I was like, she's not gonna follow me back. And then she did and I, I saw Spooky Butt follow me, which is her TikTok name. I was like, yeah, that's so fun. <laughs> and I was so excited because uh, Katie and I had built a relationship uh, through TikTok and like supporting each other and now doing the podcast. And then I do want to invite her for round two. Other things in my life, my bipolar disorder has kind of really like been bipolaring, is what I like to say. And it's been causing some chaos in my life. Uh, I just talked to my therapist and I was like, everything is going fine and I'm doing really great and I can't believe it. And, and we were talking about like my partner's family and how much I love them and like how much I appreciate them and stuff. And like the whole last therapy session, which was last Thursday, was just like built on like us doing like really good like us and everyone in my life doing really good with me and then my bipolar was like ah just kidding uh you thought bitch you really thought uh and so it was like just the three not a 360 a 180 uh it was just like a full 180 and there was like a, a switch that flipped at me for some reason that was like cause drama in your life and uh so I did cause drama in my life and that was kind of annoying, but since then really fixed that situation. Uh, I just have to continue taking my medication because some days like I'll forget and then I know like something's going to happen the next day, like drama or something is going to happen the next day because I cause it and that's been really crappy. I never forget to take my ADHD medication, but I do forget to take my bipolar medication because I take it at night. And sometimes I'll forget, and that's not good. But my bipolar has really been bipolaring, <laughs> and that needs to be a quote. My bipolar disorder is really bipolaring, really bipolaring here lately. Uh, so, anyways, that's been kind of like the update. I've been doing honestly like good, except for like my bipolar disorder really like pulling out a couple days. Uh, like just really two days of like two bad days like recently and that's it Uh, but other than that like it's been going really good and I've been remembering to take my medication and take care of myself and so that's kind of what we're going to get in today is like learning self-acceptance and body neutrality and really like talking about like movement and and what that means and and hopefully I'm saying like correct things but know that that like everything I say is like more of just my opinion uh, some is backed up by research that I have done, but a lot of it is just my opinion. So if you disagree, that is fine. You don't have to agree with me. It's just more of my opinion. So we're going to take a brief stop for an ad and then we'll come right back and talk about it. So today's topic is like seriously near and dear to my heart, but I'm going to open this drink. I am drinking an energy drink currently because I am exhausted. I walked like four, 
five miles today, almost five miles today, so over 10k steps, and so I am just a wee bit tired. Plus, I didn't go to bed till like 10 last night, which is late for me. I like to go to bed around 9, wake up around 7.15, and I woke up today around 7 this morning, so yes. Anyways, so today's topic is just near and dear to my heart, uh, and I say this because I have been on a journey of like health and wellness for a while and I say a while because it's true it's been a long way coming and I have really had to put a lot of focus into myself especially like the past almost year I've had to put a lot of focus in myself because some things have happened since then and today's whole topic is around uh, learning self-acceptance and body neutrality and it kind of goes in with the topic last time of the mindset shift but today is about body neutrality and finding neutrality and respect for your body as it is your vessel and your vessel is important and you need to take care of your vessel and so starting last June I really like about two years ago I got I got really like super heavy um, and I had gained just an, a massive amount of weight in like just a couple short months span uh, this is right after my grandpa's death a pretty serious breakup of you know a couple years and then just really trying to figure my shit out basically and I was like, we cannot do this. I was off of birth control during that time too. So I was like, we need to like diet. We need, and, and that's exactly what the word I'm gonna use is, I, at that time I was like, I need to diet and I need to take care of myself. And so I had talked to a doctor about it and they had recommended X amount of calories, uh, trigger warning, because we're going to be talking about calories and dieting, X amount of calories, and I'm not going to say it because I'm just going to keep that uh, pretty confidential because it was not enough sustainable calories that he was telling me to use, and I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to you because you're a doctor, and that's what you do, right? You listen to your doctor. Um... I was wrong. <laughs> I was kind of wrong to listen to him because he was not a nutritionist. He was just like a regular doctor. He was not actually like a nutritionist who study nutrition and fitness because uh, doctors do study that stuff. It's just not their concentration and that was not his concentration. And it worked. I lost like 30 pounds in probably like a two month span and then on top of that uh, the ex that I had had uh, the relationship with was like we should go work out like we should start lifting and stuff like that and him and I were friends during this time and I was like heck yeah let's go lift and stuff 
So I was lifting every day on top of eating X amount of calories. So I was like 100% burning more than I was intaking, 100%. And so I fell in love with like lifting again. And I had tried to lift in the past and exercise. I've always had a really negative relationship with exercise. If I have to like go back all the way, my negative relationship start with exercise started with playing basketball. Uh, and if you're listening and we play basketball together, I loved playing basketball with you. I enjoyed my teammates. However, there's a really negative, negative mindset with exercise in those sports. And the way that we train athletes is really negative. And the way that I was being trained, because I, I played for like five, six years, the way that I was being trained was like running if you missed a sprint and then like it running if you missed a, a basket and then like you just sprint because we didn't make enough baskets and like I get there has to be like some kind of reward and punishment system in order to like train your brain to want to do better however I didn't like the way that it was set up was like creating a really negative relationship with exercise and so I had always had a really negative relationship with like lifting I used to lift with literally my high school bully like she was my bully and she bullied me the whole time while we were lifting and she was just a big old bully and this is not about her but like she definitely brought more negativity to my relationship with exercise because my literal nightmare was working out with me and the reason I had to lift with her is because nobody else wanted to lift with her or me like nobody wanted to lift with me either and they all like were friends and they like wanted to lift with their friends and no one wanted to lift with her and no one wanted to lift with me and so we always got paired together often and she just was like a bully to me she was just the meanest person I genuinely hope she's grown up and done better for herself, but she was a really, really mean person back then. I think a lot of it came out of like her confidence and not feeling confident with herself and the fact that she was also bullied, so she also bullied other people. And uh, you know, that that's what happens. Bullies get bullied, become bullies, you know, and that kind of stuff. And so I think that she brought a negative connotation, negative idea to me towards lifting and that I then tried to heal while I was in college and I would go lifting and I would get to 6am and go lifting and, and I, I always did lifting for the wrong reasons. I didn't do lifting because I wanted to be strong, I did lifting because I wanted to lose weight. And I have always thought since I was younger, like I've always been overweight, like you get the birthing hips, you get the... Uh, oh, if you eat bread, it's going to go straight to your thigh, straight to your hips kind of conversation that I get from my parents. And uh, my parents, my grandma specifically, would say really negative, mean things to me because those were things that were said to her. And that doesn't excuse what she said to me, but because I know those things came from somebody else, I know that she was just repeating what she thought was considered a fact, but it was not a fact. Like... All women pass down to their, their, their daughters 
uh, or their, you know, their nieces, whoever, granddaughters, whatever, women, a lot of women pass down this, this negative idea of body image. And because they grew up in the 80s when body image was a, you know, the way that it was, they grew up in the 90s and the way the body image was, the way was early 2000s, the way body image was then, uh, they had a lot of really negative things that they were repeating because it was repeated to them as like a fact. Like that's what they thought was a fact. And so she repeated really negative things to me. And uh, I just remember like being 120 pounds, weighing myself 24 seven and being like, oh my God, I am so fat. My hips are so big. Like just, just tearing myself down 24 seven because I kept being teared down because my grandma was a bigger woman my entire life. She's always been a bigger woman and she just would tear me down and tear me down and tear me down and tear me down. I would go to, I would go to school and like a guy once like smacked my ass in eighth grade on the bus because I bent over and I had tight pants on over sexualized, you know, sexually, uh, that was an assault, sexually assault right there over-sexualized, always compare to other people, like, oh, look, she has a flat stomach, you do not. Because I have never had a flat stomach, like, a day in my life. Like, I have had, like, a smaller stomach, 100% a smaller stomach. But a flat stomach, no, not necessarily. I have always had, like, a little bit of chub on my tummy, and that's always been my target area that I've always been, like, that's something that I'm not comfortable with. And, um, so really like this whole body image issue, going back to like when I, when I started to, to take care of myself, once again, I was lifting because I wanted to lose weight. Uh, however, this time I actually saw progress from losing said weight, uh, in really this whole entire conversation is going to be centered around that. So like, if this does make you uncomfortable, a hundred percent, you can skip ahead or skip this episode. But, um, a lot of the conversation is centered around that because you have to learn self-acceptance and, and body neutrality and stuff. Um, so lifting was really like, okay, she's going to lose weight. That's, that's kind of the thing. Like she wants to lose weight. And so that's what I use lifting for. And it is true. Um, and I'll tell you this right now, like if you are looking at weight loss and muscle gain, you can do that through lifting. Like it should be done through lifting, uh, because it is one of the easier ways to lose weight and then gain muscle at the same time, because that's kind of like what people are wanting to do, lose fat, gain muscle. And to me, I wanted to lose fat, not necessarily gain muscle, just lose fat. Uh, and so we did this workout program. It was really, really good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed lifting. I went from lifting at Planet Fitness to lifting at Catalyst, which is a, a local place here. Uh, and that's more of like a lifter's place, like more of a power lifter's place. I followed my ex from Planet Fitness to Catalyst. We worked out together. However, once I got a new job, it was kind of like harder for me to work out. I fell off of it. And for a long time, I just stopped working out for like 
little less than a year, I was like, I just kind of stopped working out. And once again, still eating unhealthy. Um, you can, even in a calorie deficit, you can be considered eating unhealthy. Um, like, you can be eating unhealthy food. But you should be eating things that make you happy. And if, and if that's something, like, they, that is deemed unhealthy, you should you should be eating that because that's what you enjoy and so I was like out of that calorie deficit out of lifting and then I like went ahead and last June I heard about the hot girl walk now uh hot girl walk I love this I love this whole idea of the hot girl walk um and and it's not I'm not trying to like exclude any gender because you can be you could take the hottie walk I call it hottie walks not just hot girl walk but that is what was deemed on uh TikTok was it was considered a hot girl walk and it was for women to encourage women to take hot girl walks outside um walks that were empowering so the whole point was you were supposed to listen to a podcast motivational audiobook something like that something for your professional or personal development more personal development professional development but personal development and you were supposed to listen to that professional uh personal development i try to like merge the words that personal development you were supposed to work together and you were supposed to pair that with like however many miles you wanted to walk I think it was like four miles at that point like you would walk four miles and you would listen to the audiobook or a podcast and I loved this concept I was like oh my god sign me up for this like this is the workout I have always been looking for and the reason I say this is the workout I've always been looking for is because exercise movement, whatever you want to call it, genuine exercise, so like lifting and stuff like that, lifting, running always made my head hurt, like always made me like dizzy, even lifting made me dizzy, Uh, I was probably dehydrated and that's probably the reason, but it would give me headaches and stuff, and I was like, I could do walking, like I can be a walker and walk, so I worked from home last summer and I was like, every morning I'm going to get up, get up at 6 a.m. and I'm going to do my hot girl walk. And so I did. I got up every morning at 6 a.m. and I did a mile hot girl walk. Now, that's really like all I could sustainably do was a mile for a hot girl walk because I was still at a spot where like I'm not very good with movement struggling uh to walk more than a mile just because of like my health and stuff like that like I just couldn't do it like I I did not have I don't know if it's called what is it agility no 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 it's not agility I did not have I'll think of it in a second um gosh now I need to know what that is I did not have, uh, that is the stamina, stamina. I did not have the stamina to do it. Uh, and a lot of it was based on like my health and stuff. And so I started eating healthier. Um, and by eating healthier, I was just being more conscious of what I was taking in, uh, because 
I would sit down for dinner and eat a thousand calorie dinner and eat a thousand calorie uh, lunch and then a thousand calorie breakfast. And I was overeating and binging 24-7. Like, I was overeating every portion size in. And I know that, like, some people will be like, well, portion sizing isn't correct. I think portion sizing is fine. Like, I, I wish that you could get more for less calories, but, like, that's not how it is sometimes. But portion sizing was such a big issue for me, and I was binge eating at night. And this is around the time that I got diagnosed with ADHD. And so I started taking uh, a stimulant. And if you know anything about stimulants, they actually curb your appetite. And it did for like the first week. And then as soon as it would wear off in the afternoon, I'd go right back to binge eating. And I would be binge eating my food. And I was going like just, just crazy, like eating thousand calorie snacks and like overeating and to the point like I was uncomfortable I'd be so full I was uncomfortable and like I'd be so bloated and so like just upset with myself and I was like we cannot we cannot do this so I was like we need to focus on like if it's tracking for some reason we need to track we just need to be mindful and I know that people talk about intuitive eating but when I am bored I feel pretend like I'm hungry and I eat okay when I get bored I have to eat for some reason it it is a part of the ADHD it's a stimulation and I like being stimulated and a part of stimulation is eating food and it does it for me it stimulates me and so on top of like trying to do the hot girl walks I was like okay let's do affirmations and so I'm going to talk about affirmations for a second but I was like, let's do affirmations. I saw this uh, woman on TikTok, Shelby Sacco. If you do not follow Shelby Sacco, I like, oh, please follow Shelby Sacco because she is so good at teaching habits. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get into this habit of walking every single day. I'll do it Monday through Friday, a mile walk, listen to a podcast, whatever it is, um, and, and do my hot girl walk. And then I'll do affirmations every day afterwards. And that was the thing was you just had to do a page of affirmations and it could be any affirmation that you felt was appropriate towards you and I swear by affirmations I have been doing them since literally last June last June I have been doing affirmations and it has like completely changed my my entire perspective on myself I'm writing nice and kind things about myself like I am kind I am smart I am beautiful I am pretty I am loved I am loving I'm supported I'm supportive yada yada the list goes on And I do write very similar ones every single day because they are things that I really have to, like, work on. Like, I am pretty. I am beautiful. I really have to, like, encourage myself almost that, yes, that I am pretty and beautiful. Like, I really have to, like, you are pretty. You are beautiful, you know? Like, talk to myself and be like, I am. I am. Like, I am beautiful. I am pretty. I am And I use intentional language, so I use I am, not you are, or anything like that. I use really intentional language of making sure I'm saying, like, I am beautiful, I am kind, I am smart. Uh, You know, saying really nice compliments to myself. And they don't have to be things that you believe at first. So I think that, like, contrary to, like, popular belief, you don't necessarily have to believe those things right off the bat. But what I will say is you do start to believe those things 
more and more as you write them and you say them, you do genuinely start to believe those things. Because if you say something enough, it, it becomes like a, a fact in your life, basically. Like, if, you, if you're saying something enough times, just like negative thoughts, it, it gets into your brain. And, you know, your brain starts to then be like, okay, yeah, I am... I am worthy. I am enough. I am kind. Like, I am pretty. And and you really start to believe it. And I really started to believe the affirmations that I was writing down. At first, it was like, okay, I'm just writing affirmations down. And then it became like, okay, you're not just writing things down. You actually genuinely believe the affirmations that you're writing down. Like, I genuinely do believe I'm a beautiful person. I genuinely do believe I'm kind. I do believe I'm loving and I'm loved and I'm supported and I'm supporting. Like... I genuinely do believe the things that I am saying because I've said it enough times that it is now just a fact in my brain. Uh, I think just like negative things, like people use the word fat in a negative way. Like, I am fat. Like, if you say it enough times to yourself, you're going to believe it. Or if it's said enough times to yourself, you're going to believe it. And let me tell you, it does the same thing with positive things. Saying positive affirmations about yourself does the exact same science. (laughs) Believe it or not, it's the exact same freaking science. And if you're saying something enough, it's like, okay, well, it just becomes a fact in your brain. Like, if you hear things enough, it it starts to become a fact in your brain. And it's it's not always easy to look at myself in the mirror. Because I don't don't look in the mirror and I say them. I write them down in a notebook. And I say them out loud, like, if I'm writing them. I do look in the mirror. And when I'm looking in the mirror, I do try to say affirmations. Like, you know, I'm beautiful. Like, I am juicy. I don't, I don't know what affirmations you want to use. Um, but like I am beautiful is a big thing that I really like to use. Um, I don't find the word fat to be a bad word anymore. So like if I'm calling myself fat is not because I'm saying it in a negative way. It's because I, I like I am a plus size woman at this point uh, in my life. And so that's just a fact. That is a fact of of what's happening right now. So like, I have to be very careful when I say it because I I wanna make sure that I'm only saying it in like a factual way, not saying it in like a a negative way. Like, ugh, looking in the mirror and being like, I'm so fat. No, like looking in the mirror and being like, I like my stomach. I like my thighs. I like my cool tattoos. Finding things that I do like about myself outside of just like, you know, the problem areas that I have deemed problem areas when they're not really necessarily problem areas and finding really big neutrality with that. And so here's where the neutrality part comes into this. But um, one of the affirmations that I really like to do is I I accept myself. So uh, it's not an I am, but it is I accept myself. I respect myself. I am a vessel uh, that deserves love, something like that. And the reason I say that is because I don't have to love myself at the end of the day because I don't, I do, I do now genuinely really do love myself at this point. Um, But when I started out, I didn't love myself 
and in fact I was my own worst enemy and I still am my own worst enemy because I do have bipolar disorder and ADHD and sometimes those can make me feel like my own worst enemy and so to that I say like start with I accept myself I respect myself I'm a vessel that deserves love and respect and in starting affirmations that are centered around yourself in like accepting yourself so I always feel like the first step is accepting myself I accept myself as is I am okay where I'm at like you don't have to be like I'm perfect because that's just that no nobody is perfect they we all have flaws and I think accepting the flaws that you have is important but being like I'm okay with where I'm at I am a vessel that deserves respect I know I keep saying that one but that that is a really big one I am worthy of respect I am worthy of love I am worthy of kindness and saying affirmations that are centered around like I am worthy I accept myself I respect myself and you should respect yourself and really using affirmations as like a positive tool in your life and using that I am language is very important because it allows you to kind of tap into that brain a little bit and with that brain you're you're kind of rewiring some of that language that you use about yourself and rewiring the language that you use about yourself is important because we want to be saying more neutral stuff to ourselves and finding neutrality in things so you don't have to love yourself but you do need to accept yourself you do need to understand that you are a vessel that is worthy of love and respect and I know that they always say like what is it if you can't if you can't respect yourself how do you expect others to respect you and I feel like that's very important to know because like you are teaching others how to talk about yourself you are teaching others how to talk about you you're teaching others how to um, respect you you're teaching others boundaries and if you are boundaryless with yourself if you don't respect yourself and you don't accept yourself and you say really negative mean things about yourself people are gonna pick up on that and be like yeah shy is so fat you're so right like people are trained to talk about you based off of like how you talk about yourself and I know there's really good people that would literally never say that and there there are such amazing people who would never say such mean, such mean things but when you put up the boundary of like I'm not going to say negative things about myself around other people that's really important because what you're teaching them is that you deserve respect and you just you are worthy of that respect from them and you're teaching others how to talk about you so like if I'm okay with saying I'm fat if somebody else says it and I say it in a neutral way like I say it like in a neutral calm way and then somebody else says like yes Cheyenne is a fat woman Cheyenne is a plus-size woman 
they're just stating a fact and they're not like saying anything negative about myself I'm because I said that they're going to probably think that that's okay for them to say too so really like watching and being intentional about how you say it what you're saying is really really important because you're really teaching others what language to use when talking about or describing you um so when I'm okay with calling myself a plus size content creator I'm also okay with other people calling me a plus size content creator if I am saying that I'm fat I I can have that idea of like I'm fat and still be like I don't want you to say it because I don't know how you're meaning it to say like so then you might want to like really work on like de bunking the idea of what fat means to you and then working on that with whoever you're with like whoever you're talking to as a family friends partner and letting them know and understand that fat is not a bad word and when we're saying it we shouldn't be saying it in a negative bad way towards another person and nobody should nobody should be calling someone fat and being like you know you're fat and saying it a really like mean negative way like nobody should be saying that or doing that and I like how we have turned that word of fat into not a negative word but like more of like it, it's just it's just how it is like I am a fat woman um I do have fat on my body you know I'm, I'm not skinny that kind of thing and really working on that language and, and, and debunking the idea of, of in the people that you're around really working on that language of what the word fat means so like be careful if you're using that um just ensure that if other people are describing you in that way that they are not describing you in a negative way uh but back to the idea of like affirmations and stuff i think it's really important for you to be using affirmations um, I, I preach affirmations all the time. Like, don't forget gratitude and affirmations because I feel like that's the first step to body neutrality and learning to like really accept yourself is like doing affirmations and rewiring the language that you're using, um, about yourself and about others. Because I don't feel like I have really a lot of negative things to say because I really debunked a lot of different words and I feel like I have more positive things to say about other people and I look for the positive out of people instead of looking for the negative like I used to and I look for more of the positives out of people but I started doing affirmations and that was so 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 important to me and it was like really just like I didn't even how to describe it like soul altering like it, it really altered that voice in my head in the negative things that they were saying the other ways that I have also learned self-acceptance and body neutrality is going through and debunking the idea of exercise I'm saying exercise because I now use the word movement when I am talking about anything that people describe as exercise I describe it as movement because it's just movement movement needs to be happy for you movement needs to be encouraging uplifting movement needs to get the endorphins running and, and really like 
make you feel good instead of making you feel bad like you shouldn't just be lifting because you're like I want to be skinny you shouldn't be running because you're like I want to be skinny or lifting because I want to be the biggest dude on this planet or the biggest gal on this planet or the biggest day on this planet like you shouldn't be lifting for that reason you should be lifting because it makes you happy like when I lift it makes me happy when I get endorphins it makes my my mental happier and so using movement as a way to like get endorphins and and encourage you in a happy way that's what you should be moving movement for like there's all different types of movement I wish I get a drink for a second hold on I wish that they taught us like you don't have to just run you don't have to just lift you can be a figure skater <laughs> like you can go skating ice skating that is movement uh, you can go on walks that is movement you can swim that is movement you can cycle cycling is so much fun that is movement like there are so many different kinds of movement and we are just taught like running and lifting because it's the gateway to being skinny and that's what we're taught and it's so frustrating that that's what we're taught is like it's the gateway to be skinny we want to be skinny 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 and it's like no you want movement be you should want movement because it makes you happy it makes you feel good it makes you want to be a better person it puts you in a good mood like I don't want to go and do a lift and then feel crushed after the lift and be like well I, I didn't do good enough or like I did it I did the lift I did the run I, I swam I cycled that is enough just showing up and doing it is enough it doesn't matter how perfect or good you are at it just showing up and doing it is enough and that's the problem is like with athletes it's like about being the best and athletics really alters this view of movement and it really changes the way people view movement because it's just a freaking competition when in reality like it's not a competition like yes some people do compete competition are competitors and do competitions that's okay like but at the same time like if you're not happy doing it why the freak are you even doing it and like you need to be happy when doing movement you need to be happy when you're competing but 90% of the time it feels like like people are miserable like wrestling is the most miserable sport to me like I cannot get over how toxic wrestling is to men's body images and we don't talk about it enough it is toxic as hell to men's body image and it's literally teaching young six-year-old boys that if you are not 40 freaking pounds that you are not going to be a good wrestler like if you are not X amount of weight you are not in a weight class and you're not going to be a good wrestler and but like to be a good wrestler they want you to be skinny they want you to lift but not lift too much they want you to be skinny but not too skinny just enough skinniness that you make it into the into the weight class that you want to be in so you can compete in that weight class and it's so freaking toxic I hate wrestling 
with a passion because of the way it teaches young boys about their body image. And it's so frustrating that we allow that to get away. We allow boys to wear trash bags on their body to lose water weight six hours before a performance. Oh my, I'm so sorry. I'm on my, I'm on my soapbox about wrestling. Anyways, it's not just women who body image gets affected by. It's also men whose body image gets affected too. It's like, I'm not the strongest dude in the in the gym lifting. Like, uh, he's lifting 500 pounds. I only lift 400 pounds. I'm not the strongest dude in the gym. This sucks. Like, I just... Movement is not supposed to be like that. Like, yes, you want to compete. But, like, compete with yourself. Be like, okay, I lift 400 last week. Let's try for 420 this week. I don't know, 415. Let's just one get 1% better every single day. Like... If we're doing movement, we should get 1% better every single day. Like, that, that's okay. Like, we should work on habits that get us 1% better every single day. And just showing up and doing movement gets you 1% better every day. Just showing up and doing it is important enough. And you really, like, have to work on your relationship with movement and exercise and realize it does not have to be dehabilitating. It does not have to, like, stress you out. It does not have to make you feel bad. If you do a half a mile walk every single day oh my god I'm proud of you you do a quarter mile walk every single day I'm proud of you you walk around the block I'm proud of you you got outside of your house stood in the sunshine and then went back into your house I'm proud of you that is movement movement getting yourself active and getting those endorphins rushing and that is like a part of what has been like helping with my self-acceptance and my body neutrality is finding movement that makes me happy cycling walking i walk on my on my treadmill now i have a walking pad and i walk on it all day long i literally love it it's stimulating it's perfect for me keeps me going keeps me energized and i get paid to walk on my treadmill because I'm doing my work and walking on my treadmill. <coughs> Ooh, at wrestling, soapbox really got me going. Oh my gosh, I need a drink for that. By the way, I'm just drinking my energy drink. Not really like drinking. But finding movement that makes you happy because you just gotta you just gotta find stuff that makes you happy. The other part of that is like I know a gym is a scary place okay the gym is a scary place there's scary dudes there (laughs) there are scary people there people who are you think are going to judge you and let me tell you something those people are judging themselves harder than they're judging you they're actually what they're doing is seeing if you're judging them and that's what they're judging is they're judging themselves through your lens i saw that somebody said that people are judging themselves through your lens so they're using you to judge And so it's a scary place and I get that, but if you don't like go in and at least try and like, you know, put some headphones in, don't focus on other people, focus on yourself, you know, maybe watch some tutorials beforehand, ask somebody if they can help you. Like it's all scary, but like you have to try, like there's no other way around it. You have to freaking try. And I have been met with nothing but kindness in the gym. As a plus size woman, I have always been met with nothing but kindness in the gym and never had anyone snicker at me, be mean to me, nothing. I realize there are women 
and people much bigger than me and much smaller than me. And I get that. Um, there are people my size who, who feel like people are judging them. Just go in and try. Like, it, it really, at the end of the day, like, that's all I can tell you is you have to go in and try. Um, and then lastly, like, working on my relationship with food. Trigger warning, I have been tracking my calories. Not because I'm restricting myself. No, no, no. That's not it. Because I want to make sure that I'm eating portion sizing of things. And it has honestly really helped my binge eating. I know the tracking can really trigger an ED for people. And I get that because like tracking before has triggered an ED. But it was because I was trying to restrict and I was giving myself toddler size calorie intakes. Versus now giving myself a very good amount of calories. And being like, okay, this is what I can fit in the day. Um, if I go over, I'm never like, oh my God, this is terrible. Like I'm a horrible person. I'm just like, okay, I was a little bit hungrier today. That's fine. Like that happens. But really like tracking it has helped like be more mindful of what I'm eating because I don't have intuitive eating. I'm not to that step of my relationship with my body and eating is I can do intuitive eating because I have ADHD. I'm going to eat when I'm bored. That's not intuitive eating like I'm bored so I have so I just eat and it's really curved that like boredness eating too because I'm kind of like well you know can I can I fit it in okay I can fit it in that's good like I'll I'll eat like that and then I focus on just eating the portion sizing of what whatever I'm eating I've really been focusing on just eating portion sizing not even focusing too much on like calories but eating the portion that I'm being given like if it says a cup is this many calories I'm gonna eat the cup and I realized I'm full I have never been like starving ever once since starting this I have never starved and I have gone over my calories a couple days too and, and I'm always like that's okay that's fine I don't beat myself up about it I've been on a streak of working out every single day all that kind of thing but really like it has helped me in binge eating so like thinking about binge eating thinking about like what it, why are you binge eating what is what is causing you to binge on food? Is it emotional? Is it boredness? What is it? And kind of get to the root of that and then figure out like, okay, so I, I eat out of emotionalness. What can I do instead? Could I journal my emotions? Um, I'm eating out of boredness. Could I watch a movie that's stimulating? Could I do something else that's stimulating? Um, and find alternatives instead of eating um, just because, you know, I'm bored. You know, you know the Grinch sound where he's like, am I just eating because I'm bored? That's me. But I have kind of learned of like, okay, does it fit into my calorie intake? Not necessarily. Great. So I'm not going to eat it. But then like if I'm like, oh my God, this craving is really bad. I really need it. I'm like, okay, that's great. You can eat it. Make sure you're eating the portion sizing of the thing. That kind of thing. But really, like, getting to the root of it, like, what is triggering that? What is triggering me? And then also, like, the same thing with, like, um, you know, ED specifically with, that starts with an A. I'm not going to say it, but specifically with an A, thinking about, like, what is, what is triggering that? 
and, and getting to the root of that and then maybe you know working on that with a therapist or working on that with a nutritionist because I'm not going to give you advice necessarily on that I'm, I'm going to tell you to work on like the trigger and figure out what the trigger is and then figure out from there what you can do with a professional um and kind of go from there but really like focusing on like what is triggering to you for me it's just because I'm bored and I get like a craving sometimes and I'm like okay I would be the worst pregnant woman in the world because pregnant women get cravings 24 7 and oh my gosh I am not strong enough to not give in to every single craving I feel like oh my gosh I would be eating all the food which is like fine I'm growing a bot like another human I should be eating as much as they should um, but I have realized like a lot of the craving just comes from being bored uh, it's not that I actually crave the food it's because I'm bored and I need stimulation and so I figure out a way to stimulate myself that's a much healthier way than overeating because that's a really big issue for me is overeating things um, but at the end of it all you don't have to like love yourself I love myself now because I've worked on it for like over for like almost a year now um, I love myself now and I I accept myself as is I realize where I'm at um, there are things that I still wish that I could change and that's part of that like um, neutrality part of it is like recognizing for my health there are things that I do have to change uh, one of them, of course, is like eating better intentional food, eating portion sizing, not overeating, uh, getting work like a workout during the day, some kind of movement in during the day. Those are all things that are like healthy that are for my health, not because I want to change something about myself. Um, and so recognizing like, are you doing it for your health? Or are you doing it because you want to change something about yourself? Because it's okay to want to change stuff. And that's why we have cosmetic surgery and stuff like that. But, like, is it coming from a, a really bad place? Is it coming from a neutral place? Uh, is this... Where are we? Because I, I know this whole body positivity movement and stuff like that. Just... It's it's hard to navigate that and, and the conversation centered around that. Because you should change things that you want to change about yourself. But also make sure that it's for the right reason sometimes. Like, you know, making sure that you know you do come to a neutral place with your body making sure that you do come to like a more more positive place with your body like I I deserve respect and I need to accept myself I need to respect myself you know that kind of situation so it's a hard topic to navigate because I do believe in cosmetic surgeries if you want to change your titties you change your titties you want to change your butt you change your butt you want liposuction you could liposuction you should be able to change those things. Um, just maybe get into like a, a better mindset before you change those things. Because you may change those things and still not be happy with yourself. But when you're respecting yourself and you accept yourself and you come to a neutral state, you you get into a much better place with those things. Like, okay, I can get my yiddies done and still appreciate who I was and want to be and want to change that um I if you're eating in a calorie deficit you're working out like you're getting intentional movement in and for your health you're like I I need to lose weight I for my health 
like that kind of thing. Make sure that you're also tracking like uh, body fat percentage. Are you pre-diabetic? Are you diabetic? Make sure you're tracking like, like those kinds of things too because those change as you lose weight too. And those are the most important things that we should really be focusing on, not the number on the scale because you could be 200 pounds and be the fittest person on this planet. And, and be 200 pounds like it, it happens like you you and but then they're like oh your BMI is so high but it's like my body fat percentage is low like my numbers came back low like I'm not pre-diabetic anymore things like that like um I follow mama Jill on TikTok and she lost weight because of her health and she wanted to play around with her kids and be able to like move around with her kids and and also she was pre-diabetic and stuff like that so she did a lot of things for health reasonings and it came back that her lab test came back and like she um she has a better like I think it was like card cardiac something something like that so she had like um you know better test numbers and stuff like that you know you can track that stuff that's important to think about like if you're like losing weight is what is the purpose of that is it for your health or is it just because dot body image and society has deemed chubby bellies as negative like are you doing it because you actually genuinely want to do stuff for your health or are you doing it because society says chubby bellies are not in and that's that's not the fashion trend for right now so just really making sure like you're you're doing things for the right reason but also like um it's a hard conversation to navigate you know at the end of the day uh and I'm gonna put a trigger warning in my bio about this because I we you know I do talk about weight and fluctuation and and binge eating and calories and stuff like that so I'm gonna put a trigger warning in this but just it's okay to just be neutral with your body it's okay to just be like I respect myself I accept myself but I don't love myself right now because eventually you're going to get into a state where you do love yourself and you are going to take care of yourself more. But like, this is your vessel. This is the only, only vessel you get. Like you need to take care of it and you need to nourish it and you need to love it uh, because nobody else is going to love you the way that you deserve, like the way that you can love yourself. And so you really have to like get into a neutral state of like being more comfortable with your being. Uh, and and figuring out what that looks like for you does that look like losing 20 pounds then you're more neutral with yourself does that look like gaining 20 pounds does that look like getting more movement in does that look like eating portion sizing like uh does that look like doing affirmations whatever it looks like getting into a more neutral state with yourself is really important um and i encourage that and this is just me kind of rambling about my own experience and I hope that you got something out of this as a listener right now. I hope that you're getting something out of this um, and I appreciate you listening and always, always encouraging my podcast and encouraging my voice and I can't be more thankful for the platform that I've been given. So thank you for listening today. I hope you have a good rest of your day.